Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 4 The Black Castle by E.M. Clark, Read by Lexi Chapter 8 Anna is missing. The sound of the tide rising steadily and the waves slapping against the walls of the cave was becoming more and more ominous as the sleuths listened in the darkness. It was going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to get out of the cave and back onto land safely. Let me go ahead and see if we can get out, said Captain Jet, and he cautiously moved forward into the water, clinging to the sides of the tunnel for support. He groped around the edge of the rock, salty water spitting at him, looked at the situation in the cave, then turned back, again using the wall. I think it can be done, he said, and we have to give it a try. There's no knowing whether the tide water will start to flood the tunnel too, and if it does, we'll be in big trouble. If we go now while the tide is still rising, we have a chance. Give me your rope, Sam. Sam always kept a thin but strong rope wrapped around his waist. It had come in useful many times before. The captain pointed to a jagged rock which protruded out of the rocky wall. I'll fasten the rope here and tie the other end to my waist. I'll go first and you must all hang on to the rope. We'll use it to cling on to if there's a big wave. Everyone clear? He saw their frightened faces and grinned. I hope you don't mind getting wet. The sleuths grinned back. Hold hands with the person in front of you with one hand and put the other on the rope, instructed Captain Jet. Shall we do this in twos, Captain? suggested Sam. Let's pair up the smaller of us with someone taller. Excellent idea, Sam, said Captain Jet approvingly. I'll take Milo. Sam, you take Sophie. Raoul, go with Zelly. And Albie, you stick with Zav. Everyone nodded and grabbed the hand of their partner. Make sure Rafa stays holding tight to you said the professor to Zav, who nodded, giving the terrified monkey an encouraging pat. Keep together, was the captain's final instruction. We don't want anyone to be swept off their feet. The force of the tidal seawater was strong, and it hit them as soon as they stepped out of the passage into the cave. They were moving along a narrow ledge, but it was very slippery. The waves came in with a swish, and then made a funny gurgling sound as they went out. The cave was very dark, but they could see a bit of moonlight ahead. They made their way along the ledge at the side of the cave, clinging to the rope and each other. Suddenly, Milo slipped. Ah! he cried as he felt himself falling. The other children looked on aghast as his head disappeared beneath the water, but the captain had braced himself against the rocky wall and was able to haul Milo out, coughing and spluttering. He was still caught in the waves until, with a huge effort, his father pulled him back onto the ledge. Are you okay, Milo? Albie asked. Yes, gasped Milo, choking. I've I've just swallowed a lot of salty seawater. He tried to laugh, but he was obviously shaken by his fall. Captain Jet put an arm around him. Don't you worry, we'll wait a while, he said. We could all do with a breather. While they rested, Zav and Sam found their pocket illuminators, which gave some much-needed light to the dim cave. After a few minutes, Milo felt recovered enough to continue. As they battled forward, they realised that, much to their relief, the water was getting shallower. The tide was now slowly going out again, so they quickly covered the last section of the cave and emerged safely onto dry land. 
It's a good job it's so warm. We're all soaked, grinned Zav, ruffling up Rafa's hair affectionately. I am glad to be out of there, said Sophie thankfully. The moon was now hidden by clouds, so the walk to the next bay was hard. They couldn't see the rocks underfoot and dared not use their illuminators in case they were seen. Eventually, they made it back to the spot where they could signal to the golden ram. Captain Jet took his portable illuminator and sent three flashes across the bay, cloaking the light so it could only be seen in the direction of the river. After a minute, he flashed the light again and was rewarded by an answering three flashes sent twice with a minute's wait between each signal, exactly as he had done. Well done, Hector, the captain murmured. They pulled the jolly boat out of its hiding place and rowed towards the golden ram. The professor and Captain Jet pulled at the oars powerfully. I didn't know you could row, Pa, said Zav in surprise. Oh, I have lots of surprises up my sleeve, said his father with a grin. Aboard the golden ram once more, the sleuths were by now too tired to move. Food and sleep, I think, said the captain. Hector, fetch a meal to my cabin, please. The cabin boy hurried off and the captain gave orders to make sail. He called Curly Donlan, his mate, and gave instructions to place men aloft in the rigging to keep an eye on events. The captain's final duty was to ask Zelly to send her parrot Anna to the Palace of the Flowers and ask for an escort back to the city. After doing so, Zelly fell into her hammock with the others while the captain and the professor chatted quietly. I'm staying out of the shipping lanes to avoid the Countess and the pirates if they return. I have lookouts posted, said Captain Jet. That's the best you can do. It's very bad news about Ferenc and Festia, said Professor Sinclair. It's happening again, Raoul, said Captain Jet quietly. Yes, I'm afraid so, sighed the Professor. I have not forgotten how many people they killed last time in their bid for the throne. We will not be safe. You're right. With Ferenc and Festia on the loose, we'll all need to be on our guard. We may even need to stay at the palace. There'll be no other safe place. We cannot move lands again, said the professor, shaking his head. We tried to run once. Now we must stay and fight. That much is clear. Zelly must find the power to defeat them once and for all. I don't like it. She's just a child, said the captain. That's a heavy burden. Yes, it is. But she is strong, my daughter. And we have not chosen this path we must take. Once again it has been forced upon us. The man paused, reflecting on these words. Flavia agrees, the professor continued, referring to his wife. She says there's no way to avoid it. The Witch of the North has prophesied another battle, and this time Zali's powers will be crucial. I feel sure that some of us will soon be on our way to Frenchtown, whatever course this takes, said the captain, and he blew out the candles. Early the next morning... The captain asked Sophie to send Demaria to find out what was happening back at the Black Castle. The more information we have, the better, he said grimly. When Demaria came back, she reported that there was much confusion there. They know their prisoners are gone, but they do not know how. They are mystified. They are waiting for the Countess Rosina to return. Yeah, she's the brains behind the business, said Zelly. I wonder if she'll figure it out. Gargo is safe added Demaria. No suspicion has fallen upon him. Thank goodness, said Sophie. I wouldn't like him to be blamed. Has anyone seen Anna? came Zelly's voice urgently. She hasn't returned from delivering the message last night. She should be back by now. 
Demaria looked agitated and was shaking her little head with worry. She hadn't seen Anna either. The morning passed, but the beautiful green parrot didn't appear. Zelly was now very worried and was trying not to cry. Something's happened to her. I can feel it. Rafa jumped into her lap and stroked her face lovingly. Thank you, Rafa, she gulped, burying her face into his warm fur. Captain Jet was also worried, but for different reasons. There's going to be a big storm, he declared, frowning at the water. How do you know? asked the professor, who was no sailor. It's too still. There's little wind and the water is too warm. The currents are coming up from the south. Now the captain had pointed it out. It was very still and oppressive. Milo had been at sea long enough with his father to understand the implications. And so did Sam, who spent a lot of time with sailors. We need a safe anchorage, said Captain Jet. We'll sail to the hurricane hole where we can ride out the storm. That's how they got their name after all. He was referring to the small island with a hollow centre near Red Port. The sleuths had caught the Black Cross gang there in their first mystery. Do you think it's going to be a hurricane? asked Sophie, looking horrified. No, don't worry, the captain reassured her. We're too far from the Great Line, which is where the winds meet, and there's a lot of fierce storms there. It's not a hurricane that's coming, but this is a bad storm and it'll soon be here. We'll batten down the hatches as we say at sea. The ship clipped through the water smoothly as the wind increased and the storm got closer. I can see the hurricane hole, called Sam. The captain used the wind to draw the ship inside. As soon as they were in the shelter, the waves dropped and the wind ceased. Great sailing, said Milo in admiration. We're safe now, said the captain with relief. Look at the waves outside! said Zav in awe. Indeed, the waves out in the open sea had picked up very quickly and were now like gigantic troughs. I'll post men on watch, said the captain. We don't want to be caught napping, though only a madman would be out in this storm. He gave the crew their orders and then took the children to the top of the cliff to see the storm. The hurricane hole was almost a perfect circle with just a small entrance. Instead of a solid island, it was hollow, with sea in the middle, and as it had no centre, they could see out in all directions. The force of the storm was truly terrifying. Rafa had sensibly stayed on the ship, as he was very afraid of storms. Look, said Sophie, there's a ship out there. Through the wind and driving rain, they could indeed see a ship. It'll capsize for certain, said the captain. What are they doing? They watched in horror as the ship tilted and then righted itself. They need to face the waves, cried Sam in horror. They're taking them at the wrong angle. Sure enough, the ship was swamped with water, tilted again, but this time it couldn't recover and it slowly sank into the sea. We must do something, shouted Sam above the noise of the storm. There were people aboard. There's nothing we can do, Sam. It's the way of the sea said the captain. It's far too dangerous to put to sea now, but I'll send men to look for any survivors who make it to the island. Later that night, the rescue crew arrived back at the ship with the few survivors left. It was vile Vinicius and Humberto, along with a pirate who had such terrible teeth he was nicknamed the dentist by the sleuths. Well, 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 said Captain Jet as the three men glared at him. We know you're on your way to the Black Castle. Give me some information and it'll go easier for you. Vinicius looked at him with hatred. Not on your sorry little life, Captain, he hissed. 
Why would we give you information? Scoffed Humberto. You'll get what's coming to you soon enough. Yeah, added the dentist rather pointlessly. Put them in the brig and we'll see how they are in the morning, ordered the captain. And I'm also doubling the guard. These pirates from the Black Cross gang have nine lives. The next morning, although the storm was long over, there was still no sign of Anna. Oh, Zelly, it'll be okay, said Zav, squeezing her arm in an attempt to comfort her. I don't think so, replied Zelly shakily. Poor Anna, I'm worried she's fallen foul of the Countess Rosina. Sophie sat with Zelly, a worried Demaria fluttering on her shoulder as the girls scanned the sky in hopes of seeing Anna. Sometime later that day, they saw a group of fast ships approaching. Look, Zelly, it's the escort from King Lucio. Anna got the message through, cried Zav. Zelly felt a bit more hopeful. By this time, a lot more stranded pirates had been rescued, and Captain Jet was very happy to hand them over to King Lucio's guard. They had found out very little from the Black Cross gang, except that Count Zuto and Countess Rosina had gone north. Watch them like hawks, they're a slippery lot, Captain Jet warned the captain of the ship when the pirate prisoners were transferred. Hand them to Julius of the House of Newton, he'll know what to do. Once the sleuths arrived back at Sandopolis, they immediately picked up the rest of the family. Flavia hugged Raoul and Albie until they could hardly breathe. On the way to the palace, they told her everything. She was very sombre when she'd heard the whole story. I see why we need to take refuge, she said sadly. At the palace, Richenda ran across to meet them. Zelly, Anna is here, she cried. Where? cried Zelly. Oh, Richenda, I've been so worried about her. She was injured, explained the princess. She managed to get here and give us the message, but she's in a bad way. Take me to her now. Richenda did so immediately, and they found the little green parrot lying in a cot, looking extremely weak. Poor Anna, said Zelly, and she reached in to stroke her bird gently. Anna gave a little blink of her bright eyes, but she couldn't summon up the energy to do anything else. Flavia looked at Anna carefully. We need special skills in order to heal her properly. This is a spell that has been used before to destroy the parrots of Flambeau. I have not seen it in many years, but I know it well. It's a poison, but it's slow acting, so if we act quickly, we can save her. Who did this, Anna? asked Zelly. But the parrot did not respond. Her little chest was heaving with the effort needed just to keep breathing. She cannot tell you, Zelly, said Flavia, putting a hand on her daughter's shoulder. She's under the spell. Yes, she can, replied Zelly. She leaned closer to the little bird and said, Anna, blink if it was Countess Rosina who did this to you. And, very slowly, the parrot blinked her eyes. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 9, News from the North. Want to read along? Super Sleuth's book for The Black Castle is available now on Kindle. Enjoy today's chapter? Rate our podcast and leave a message telling us who your favourite character is. See you next time!